Act Five of Armand, or The Peer and the Peasant, by Anna Cora Moet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One, an antechamber in the Palace of the Tuileries. Enter Richelieu and Lesage. Right. I'll learn through this. The truth. The truth. Concealment now were in vain. I overheard thee talking with the page. You spoke of Blanche last night, again today. The king refused me audience. Tell me, is Blanche then in his power? Assuredly. The Duc d'Antin. Did I not hear you say his hand had dealt this blow? Unfortunately. Where? Where is Blanche? Answer. Dost thou not see my agony? Perceptibly. Doddard. I would not do thee violence. Ha! The duke himself approaches. Be gone. Voluntarily. Bows aside. And speedily. Exit right. Enter Duke d'Antin. Left. I would have sought thee, duke. Pardon this haste. A father injured cannot wait on form. Where is my Blanche? What should I know of Blanche? Answer, old man, I charge thee. Where's my child? Oh rather duke de richelieu answer thou where is my child speak not of her tis more than twenty years since thou hast called her daughter and if it be think'st thou that twenty years are lethe for a father's memory be witness these white locks whose every hair have been the record of a separate woe thou thought'st my child's destroyer was unknown i knew the subtle richelieu arts too well to doubt what name the heartless villain bore i did not brand thee as a libertine the court who knew thee had but smiled redress i sought not to proclaim thy treachery had only been to publish dantan's shame but on my knees i swore to dedicate all that remained of life to my revenge i swore that thou should taste the self-same cup which thou hast poisoned for my lips Richelieu, it is fulfilled my hour of triumphs come o oh, wretched man hadst thou but known i knew enough as thou shalt learn too late the ruin that waits thy child is sure as that of mine i watched her from her earliest hour through me the king beheld her first her seeming death i never credited i tracked thy steps and through a venal priest i set her free i brought her to the king and wove the snare that makes her his now writhe as i have writhed now tear thine hair as i tore mine now cast thyself in maniac fury on the earth 
feel all a father's agony and pray as i have prayed the living earth might yawn to yield a grave for a dishonoured child madman what hast thou done thy adelaide ne'er knew the blush of shame her wheel and mine forbade the court should know richelieu had wed and yet she was my wife blanche was her child danton much moved her child the child of adelaide just heaven i snatch the vengeance which is thine alone its gathered fury bursts upon my head lose not the moments thus in bootless anguish where is she now alas i know not haste and learn thy spies for spies thou must have used can surely tell oh adelaide my adelaide is blanche indeed thy child no more thou wilt have time enough for tears when there is none for action cross is right let us but find her should we then have cause to weep be each fierce tear of blood alone excellent right scene two a sumptuous apartment in the chateau of the duc de Rome. enter blanche splendidly attired through centre doors followed by joaquin dear mademoiselle blanche to think that i should have found you at last and through that beautiful little page but armand oh my best jacqueline my friend thou hast seen armand and he knows i live he spoke of me as in our early days ay that he did mademoiselle and i'm sure he loves you as much as ever bless thee jacqueline embracing her fervently oh how one hour of joy can brighten a whole age of agony the weary years that sundered us so long have vanished every pang that wrung my soul is blotted out from memory the past is one of sunbeam only and the future seems something brighter still i am too blessed so will monsieur armand be but you will scarcely know him he looks so altered for he is a great soldier now and i think he will hardly know you in this grand dress they said the king would visit me to-day and to receive him decked me in these robes would you not like me to seek monsieur armand mademoiselle blanche do if thou canst my kind jacqueline oh i'll find him if he's within the walls of paris be sure of that i do so like to bring lovers together exit right what thronging thoughts in quick succession chase each other through my brain i pace these halls as one who walks them in a dream and fear by turns convulses every trembling limb by turns thine azure eyes in mortal hope envisioned beauty smile upon my doubts while in thy cheating glass whose magic brings the wished-for object near my spellbound sight sees armand only thus enter victor centre his majesty enter king exit victor centre my blanche pauses and looks at her why this is well this rich attire benefits thy beauty royally the emblem of greater change that waits thee twas the duchess that willed it and not i my liege thy tone fair blanche is grave yet should no sadness mar its music now thy life shall be one pageant of long delight 
thine every hour a joy newer and gladder, and thine every wish fulfillment. Sire, I have but one. Restore me to my childhood's home, to him without whose presence even that home were joyless. A fate more bright awaits thee. Thou hast not divined it. Knowest thou not thou art beloved? I do, my liege. And by thy king? O oh, heaven! Fair Blanche, look not so like the startled fawn by friendly echoes frighted. Listen, love, a splendid fate its golden page unrolls before thee. In our court the proudest place is thine. The queen shall yield thee her protection. All men shall bow to her whom Louis loves. Just heaven, can such things be? Or doth some demon whisper these horrors in my dreaming ear? Sweet Blanche, the splendors that I proffer. Peace, thou king, thy passions vile unkinged. Thy words have scorched my brain, and should have seared thy lips in passing them. My liege, my liege, was it a kingly deed to snare a being helpless and friendless, young as I, thus to profane her ears, and seek by virtue of thy crown to rob her of the brightest diadem that can encircle woman's brow? Nay, Blanche, mar not thy beauty with its frigid bearing. Frowns do not suit those gentle eyes, nor fierceness thy timid nature. Weak thou art. Not weak, my liege, when roused by insult and by wrong. I tell thee, haughty king, presumptuous man, that like the unshorn locks the Nazarene vowed to his god, the purity of woman becomes at once her glory and her might. Ah, Blanche! and is there no excuse for love thy love is but self-love that first and worst of passions poisoned spring of every crime which hath no attribute of perfect love this to thy king art kingly in thy deeds the star that shines so brightly on thy breast is worthless if it shed no light within the throne that lifts thee o'er thy fellow-men should teach the virtues which alone can raise thee above them at thy feet let me implore stand off approach me not thou fearest me then fear thee danger should be where fear is i see none woman thou shalt not brave me thus seizes her no human power can save thee thou art mine what are thy feeble struggles in my grasp blanche seeking on her knees spare me my liege spare me it is thy turn to sue and all in vain thou hast forgot that i am king and thou hast no protector blanche starting up i have i have one who forsakes me not one whom thou darest not brave unloose thy hold or dread his fury heaven protects me still the king releases her awed by her manner thou art my sovereign i a friendless subject i woman and thou man my helplessness was of itself a claim to thy protection a claim thou hast rejected answer king hast thou done right man was it well to use thy strength against my weakness thou art 
dumb. Thou canst not answer. King of France, I scorn thee. Exit right. Why should I shrink from one so powerless? And can it be that virtue's presence awes me thus? That virtue which no weapon needs except its own resistless dignity? She speaks, I'm hushed. She spurns me, and I cower. She leaves me, and I dare not follow her. Enter Armand hastily right. You hear. My lips, my liege, might echo back the question. Sir, it is thy monarch's right to tarry where he will. It is my right to seek what I am robbed of where I may. Darest thou? Had thou not dared to wrong me, I had never dared to stand before thee thus. A monarch's state may sometimes sanction what... A monarch state that sanctions what would shame, a subject doubly shames itself when wrong and crime usurp the garments of that state, so they grow more hideous in those glittering robes than when they wear the branded felon's garb. Armand, I thought thee loyal. So I was, when loyalty was virtue. O oh, my liege, because my heart these ruder vesture once hath beat, than e'er thine own hath throbbed against, Thinkest thou its feeling is less keen, its sense of injury less delicate? Thinkest thou it will not leap as readily to kindness, will not revolt as quickly at oppression? How then shall I be loyal when my king would do me the worst injury that man can do to man? What injury, rash youth? Of my affianced bride, wouldst thou not rob me? Wouldst thou not rob her of... How shall I keep my senses at the thought? Is Blanche not here? This passes bearing. Hear me, my gracious liege. I am too bold. Wrong has rough words and anguish maddened me. Bethink thee on the battlefield, I saved thy life. Remembering that, O oh sire, forget thy passion for this maid, my promised bride. Let it be as a cloud which dimmed the sun, but for a moment that its afterlight might shine more glorious. Do a royal act, and do it royally, that men may see thy soul is royal too. She does not love thee. Give her back to me. I'll hear no more. Ah! Not another word. Pause yet a moment. Enough. I am no more supplicant. My private injury grows public wrong. The saviour or the avenger stands before thee. Choose thou. Is this the faithful soldier? No. It is the injured lover thou hast wronged. The man his monarch's crimes exasperate. Restore my Blanche, and I am what I was. Withhold her and I know not what I may be. Each sigh of hers shall be a whirlwind swell, and in its fury dash thee on the rocks of public hate. Each prayer she breathes shall turn to thunderbolts placed in thy people's hands. Woe, woe to him on whom a nation's rage with Perseus weapons such as these shall burst. Within there, oh, my guards! Enter guard center from right with pages. Guards advance to receive the sword of Armand. Yield up your sword. Pardon, my liege, but never shall its edge flash upon battlefield again. You gave it, take back the gift unstained, but worthless. Breaks the sword, retires center. Enter Richelieu and Danton hastily right. Sirs, your ceremonial is but scanty with us, that we intrude upon our presence thus, unushered and unbidden. Pardon, sire. The courtier was forgotten in the father. I seek my child. Hast thou some new deceit to hide her from the world? Another stone to lay upon an empty grave? My liege, a father's fears, a father's fondness urged me. Be these my plea. Danton, crossing center. 
Grant me a word, my king. This head has whitened, and this frame grown old in serving France and thee. Blanche is my child no less than his, the child of Adelaide, sole daughter of my house. Deny me not my first and only prayer. Restore her to us. The warring elements of good and ill with fearful strife are battling in my soul. But policy with virtue sides and makes the victory hers. Richelieu, a word with thee. Blanche is beneath this roof. Go, bring her hither. More gladly have I never flown to do my sovereign's will. Exit left. Armand de Ten, draw near. Harsh thoughts are written on the brow of each, and yet I think ye true. I know ye brave, and would believe ye loyal. Nay, we'll make some effort so to hold ye. O oh, my king, hast thou indeed relented? See who comes. Enter Richelieu, left, leading Blanche. Her eyes are bent upon the ground. She does not perceive Armand. Blanche! Armand, is it thou? With an exclamation of joy she rushes into his arms. My own, my Blanche, is it no phantom dupes as it hath duped so oft my willing sense? Is it thyself, if joy could kill this hour so richly blessed, that ecstasy seems pain would be our last? Ah, oh, if it were, we would not murmur. Life hath not another moment such as this. My child, remember thou art not thine own to give. My dearest father. Nay, I know what thou wouldst say. First bow thy knee to one who claims thy reverence and love. Behold, thy mother's sire. Blanche kneels to Danton. He raises and embraces her. My child. Blanche returns to center. Blanche. Crossing to her. Shrink no more. I was thy lover. I am now thy king. We claim the right to wed thee as we will. Nay, traitress, no rebellion. For thy sire sanctions our choice. Armand, more cherry hold our second gift than thou hast done the first. Points to the sword. No more of that. We pardon. Blanche is thine. Joins their hands and crosses to right. My cup is brimming over. Speak thou, my Blanche, my long-lost bride. Tell me thy happiness. Hast reached the blessed zenith of my own. My happiness. To the audience. Its bounds are fixed by these, who've made so light our earnest task to please, by lenient eyes that only beauties seek, and lenient lips that mildest judgments speak, who, if some passing good they chance to find, seem to all else so kindly, gently blind. Our faces are of yours, the mirrors true, cloud neath your frown, Grow bright at smiles from you. What fiat then tonight may we expect? Shall we your censure or your smiles reflect? End of Act Five. End of Armand or the Peer and the Peasant by Anna Cora Moet.